Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Well, I'm not in a particularly good mood. I will have to confess after what happened to the, after what the Patriots did, I should say, in uh, Denver uh, yesterday. Uh, Bill Crystal was giving me some grief about it in our last podcast. Bill, welcome back. So glad to have your time. Great to be with you. You're okay. You're, they, they took you off a suicide watch, and you're you know they took the. Me- are you off the medication yet? Or are you still you still on it? You know the the courtesy the Patriots did fans was by stinking from the beginning. You know what I mean? They, right. It was and so also, obvious. It would have been worse to well. lose two weeks from now the Super Bowl. You know, so they did you a favor uh, by collapsing in the in the championship game rather than the Super Bowl. So I think in many ways Brady and Belichick were watching out for you and for your. <laughs> Friends up there. It's nice. Of, it was nice of them. Right? Like Belichick the... is such a gracious guy when he loses. You know what I mean? He goes on <laughs> to the press conference the next morning and attacks attacks one of the greatest Patriots wide receivers in history. That was good. You know. Yeah, it seems he's still he's still a little cranky about that. You know, I don't like this. They did you a favor. It's kind of like when I hear people saying, "I'm glad Obamacare got passed because now people can see for themselves just how awful government run health care and government run." Yeah, but the problem is. We're still stuck with Obamacare. That's I totally agree. You know, one of the things I learned early in Washington, someone was making this fancy argument to me. I can't remember. Right. I must have been in the last late years of Reagan or maybe in the George H.W. Bush administration when I was in government. You know, you, we lost, but really it's going to work out well. And someone else in the room who'd been around for a while said, you know what? It's always better to win than to lose. Yep. And I think that's it's a little simple-minded, but I found it a pretty good mm-hmm. Pretty good guidance in life. Uh, if you can win honorably, at least, it's, it's really the better thing to do. So, It's also, uh, I made that same mistake uh, when we got the ruling on Obamacare because I was so happy that the Supreme Court had shot down the interstate commerce argument and narrowed that intercase, interstate commerce, you know, the, the commerce clause. But nope, they still stuck with Obamacare. It was, it was right. not winning and losing. It was losing and losing, I, looking back right. now. But having said all that, man, Obamacare is in horrible, horrible uh, 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 shape. And now we're finding out that even the Medicaid numbers are bogus. We thought 4 million people had signed up. It's more like 350,000 had been signed up for Medicaid. And young Voters, the the people who really overperform for President Obama, seem more uh, 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 downhearted, less interested in voting than maybe any time since I can't even recall. You know, it's interesting. You think of the different groups that President Obama carried so decisively in 2008 and then again in 2012. I've always thought there's so much Republican focus on Hispanics, for example, which is understandable. It's bad to only get 27 or 30 percent of that vote. And obviously mm-hmm. there should be. Uh, Republicans who are intelligent will think about how to get more consistent with their principles. But I always thought the young vote is the one to really focus on. I mean, these are people who have don't have well-established voting habits. They got entranced with Obama in 08, and I think somehow managed to stay more entranced than some of us expected they would in 2012, or at least were so unattracted by Romney, perhaps, that they just kind of, as a default, stuck with the guy they had voted for the first time. But this, I think 2014, but especially 2016, really is a moment. I mean, these policies are really bad for young Americans. Obamacare uh, explicitly discriminates against the young in terms of the pricing of the insurance policies right. on the exchange, so then they're getting a bad deal. They know that. Some of them are losing insurance they had if they're, you know, 27, 28-year-olds uh, out there trying to work as web designers or something and purchase their insurance on the individual market. They have college loans, which have gone off consistently under Obama. The job market is bad for young people. Um, I really think it's a moment for uh, the Republicans and conservatives to to go after that electorate. And I'm not for, you know, I'm for dealing with all Americans as Americans. I think most of the arguments one should make should be just, you know, general arguments or what's good for the country. But having said that, 
one can do a little more to explain to young Americans just how bad these big government liberal policies right. are for them. And uh, I've been writing for a while now in my columns, Bill, about the uh, Democrats having made the decision that trying to lure Demo- young voters back, they're going to use the legalizing pot issue because apparently the more stoned we get, the smarter <laughs> liberals sound. And I, that's why I don't think it's a coincidence that in that 427,000 word piece in the New Yorker, Governor, President Obama out of nowhere brought up the issue of marijuana and compared it not just to, to liquor, but compared it to cigarette smoking. Said, you know, it's kind of like me. I smoked cigarettes for a long time until recently. And it's just, you know, it's, it's not good for you. You shouldn't do it. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. That was a very, talk about coming out of left field or out of the bong corner, out of wherever that idea came from. Yeah, it was a little striking, and I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm more willing to have the debate about drug legalization. I don't think most young people think that's a really uh, are quite. I think there's a lot of people, and maybe in our, my generation, our generation, uh, if you use drugs a little bit when you're young, I didn't, but I guess President Obama did. I think that's been reported, and then uh, you know, you went on to a very successful life, obviously, and career. Then you tend to discount it. You sort of forget about the people who really whose lives were ruined for whom marijuana was a gateway drug, who went on to other things, and who ended up, you know, not doing very well in life as they should have been. And I think, um, I don't know, I think a lot of young people look around and find maybe they smoked pot three times in college or something and it, it didn't kill them and they're beyond it. But they also know the dangers of, of that. And let's see what happens in some of these, in the two states that have uh, legalized. The kind of experience, Baltimore went, you know, for non-criminalization about 10, 15 years ago. It was a total disaster. Uh, and uh, I think some of the countries in Europe that have done it haven't had a good experience. So it's one of those things that we'll have to debate. I can't believe that's going to make up for not being able to get health insurance, not being able to get a job. And the incredible student loan burden and something you and I have talked about before, and I have a little editorial on this in the new issue, Hillary Clinton, is that going to be really a Democratic candidate who's going to speak to the aspirations (laughs) of young people? I think for, for once, really for the first time in a long, long time, Republicans are very, very, very likely to have a candidate who's a generation younger than the Democratic presidential candidate, assuming it's Hillary, which I'm a little less certain of than everyone else, but let's just say that for the minute. Um, whereas in the past several elections, it's always been the Democratic candidate, Clinton Bush, Clinton Dole, sure. Obama, McCain, Obama, Romney, uh, who's, uh, even, who's, been, who's been you know the younger generation candidate. But I think there's a, a, a ideological aspect here. Uh, I was on a debate with Fox News earlier, and the liberal they had opposite me on the issue of President Obama's comments said, I only have one libertarian bone in my body, and this is it. In essence, conceding the point I was making, which is for Democrats to suddenly embrace the individual right to choose right. to smoke pot, they have to abandon their fundamental premise, which is you don't have the right to choose to be insured, what kind of insurance to have, to drink a 20-ounce soda. I mean, they are the government-should-guide-you party. To me, this issue gives Republicans a chance, even if you don't agree with legalizing pot or full legalization, the fact is the team that is generally on the side right. of limited government individual liberty is the conservatives' team, and this is an, a, an issue that will, I think, can cause, with some help from Rand Paul, 30 and younger voters to go, hey, you're absolutely right, I've been on the wrong team. Right. I mean, if you care about liberty, if you care about shaping your own life and not having government micromanage everything you want to do and not having government have the general attitude of a nanny state as opposed to a kind of neutral umpire who just lays down some rules and lets you go ahead and uh, make your own choices, you're going to want to be most of the time conservative and most of the time Republican. President Obama said in that New Yorker interview that he wouldn't want his son, his hypothetical son, to play football. But, you know, he, he 
people who are in it know what they're doing, and he's he's not inclined to to do anything to ban it or or even apparently restrict it much or have any you know federal laws about it, which is fine with me. But he's making the distinction that normally conservatives make there. Exactly. He's giving away a lot. He won't do that on health insurance. He won't say on health insurance. Look, I personally don't want this health insurance plan for my family, but if other families think it's better, let them go ahead. That's his attitude on football. Why isn't it his attitude? in so many other areas. I think in education policy, health policy, uh, so many areas of fiscal and financial policy, jobs, uh, you know, get... Yeah, I, I totally agree. If we have a liberty-focused debate in 2016, mm-hmm. that's good for Republicans. And I think we've got a unique opportunity, with, once again, with Rand Paul as part of the conversation, whether we, you know, someone ends up supporting him or not. Bill Crystal, thanks for joining you know, us. You've thanks done for a great com- job, Michael, desperately trying to get us off the key topic of the day, obviously, <laughs> which was... Just to remind you again of the somewhat embarrassing Patriots loss <laughs> yesterday to the greatest quarterback in modern history, Peyton Manning, who is indeed a oh. Republican, I believe. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm, I, thank you so much for your time. And Anytime, I mean that in the Michael. least sincere way possible. Bill Crystal <laughs> with the Weekly Standard.